Well, hey, everybody. My name is Kurt. I'm Liza. And you are listening to the Parent Skills Podcast. Hey guys, hope you are having a wonderful day. Um, We just launched something fun at Saddleback Kids called the Saddleback Kids Family Box of Awesomeness. And it lived up to its name, I have (laughs) to say. So awesome, we sold out. They were gone within the first couple services. Well, they sold out because they didn't cost anything. They're free. They were free. So (laughs) when you're giving something away for free, it's kind of nice that people took them. Uh, Talk to people listening. Um, Some people might be Saddleback parents who saw it or they missed out because they we we ran out week one. It was the first weekend, but there'll be more. And there might be there could be a children's pastor or two listening to this and they could do this at their church. They could steal yeah. this idea from us because we stole this idea from another church. Yes. So, totally. You know, let's, let's just steal, steal around. There's no hey, stealing. It's Everybody sharing. God, right? yeah, it's we sharing. are collaborating. <laughs> the, 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 we stole the idea. Our title, our name is way better. Wow. The family box of awesomeness. I mean, come on. That's Every so much better. Every now and then I get confused and I'm like, our family box of randomness. But you know, it's, well, a, it's, it's random awesomeness. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Well, just give yes. us a, a quick, a real brief, because we'll do more of them. Yes, yeah. yeah. The goal is, at least we introduced it with our Saddleback Kids, which is babies all the way to sixth grade, um, with the goal so that it is a follow-up. It's like a bridge that they're learning a lot on the weekend, but how can they bring it home, especially coming out of this COVID season of everything's been at home. And so we don't want to lose that momentum of like, well, now you just go back to church and there's no discipleship at home. Right. So this is a way to still keep that bridge where we have to remember that our parents, we are the primary disciplers at home, that the church is coming alongside. And so I bring that up because of course, you know, we talked about, well, we'll do a family box, right? Like everyone can share. That's a beautiful thing. And it was when we handed it out, that made my heart happy when kids were like, where's my box? It's like, Hey, we're your family. You get to share. Right. But I love when we brought it home to our own household that we couldn't find most of the individual items in the box once we got home because everyone had claimed dibs mm. on each of the individual things. So. so, so the sharing aspect got lost a little bit. It, it, I it, mean, they shared in the sense <laughs> that everyone got something in there yes, at least. Yes, but yeah. well, and box of awesomeness. It's just. It's activities, yes. it's spiritual conversations, it's fun games. Kurt's it's favorite just, is there's a mystery activity. That is my favorite. And you will be happy to know that our child, one of our kids, immediately said, when are we doing the mystery activity? Because she went through the box. That's awesome. Yeah, every <laughs> box has one. It's in a special envelope or whatever. Oh, just kind of random. mystery activity that you open it up. So parents don't open that in front of your kids if you're not committed to doing the mystery activity. Yes. Right? Because... You kind of got to follow through. And they're never crazy. They're just fun little adventures. Yes. Do you want to share what the first one was? I can't remember what the first one I thought was we had dessert like eight dash. ideas. Oh, dessert dash. Where it's you order for. Oh, you go to ice cream or someplace like that. And then you everybody orders for somebody else in their family. And you have to yes. eat whatever your person orders for you. I'm already yes. dreading because yes. my little one wants to order for me. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I cannot eat the bright blue with the oh, pink, purple, yeah. sprinkle, whatever in it yes. that I know she'll order for the, me. The, like it's like the ultra super duper rainbow sherbet stuff that yes. makes your Filled teeth, with sugar teeth and purple. Bubble gum and <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she's probably not going to order you kale. Frozen kale, Liza. It's not on the. She's not going to get the fancy gelato that I want. (laughs) But you could say, hey, the dessert dash is at Press Juicery, and then you know (laughs) everything on the menu option is healthy. (laughs) 
Order whatever you want, kids. I'll take it all. Have you ever been to press juicery? No. Have you ever heard of press juicery? I think I've heard of it, but... It's basically like plant-based frozen yogurt stuff. Oh, that's, know, that's so what interesting. That's, that's what everybody says. So like broccoli yogurt? No, no, no. Okay, no, okay, it's, okay. it's vanilla, strawberry, okay. and all that, but it's just all plant-based. Plant yeah, it's healthy, and the toppings are oh, so it's no, So no milk is in. It's dairy-free. Correct. Oh. It's vegan. It's vegan. It's delicious, but I eat really healthy, and I'm what? used to it. We took some friends there who don't eat as healthy, <laughs> and they weren't quite as into it as we were. They took yeah. the courtesy bites? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they haven't asked if we could go back. Yeah, I see what our kids say about this. <laughs> but, it's, but it's good. Anyway, yes. we like, what are we talking about today? You know, what's I our, don't know. What's our topic? <laughs> well, I think all that to say, we are talking about planting spiritual seeds because it's easy to think, oh, well, we just take them to church or small groups and it's done. But it is our jobs as parents to plant those spiritual seeds at home. So we just want to talk about some of those seeds to help you plant them as you um, raise interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who make a kingdom difference. So we'll be right back. Well, 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 welcome back. Liza, I'm thinking that this, today's topic in some respects could feel a little bit like a bleed over from crucial conversations. Totally. Because a lot of the aspect of planting spiritual seeds, right? Yeah. As parents. It's one of the foundational conversations to have. Yeah. I mean, so much of planting spiritual seeds is going to be conversation based, mm-hmm. um, but, and experiences and modeling, but it, so this might kind of roll. Cause when we talked about what are the crucial conversations you talked about, the conversation about knowing who Jesus is and the gospel. Well, that's planting yeah. spiritual seeds, right? Um, so there might be a little bit of bleed over, but we wanted to just talk a little bit about what are some important seeds that you plant early on mm-hmm. in your kid's life that then you spend time watering so that they will come to fruition and bear fruit maybe later on as they enter their teen years and their young yes. adult years. And so we're going to focus today on um, it'll be a little, a little bit, a little bit more younger children driven because we're talking about planting some seeds early totally. because it takes time yeah. for good fruit to grow, but it's never too late, to take, but it's never too late. Mm-hmm. It's, you it, maybe it's missed that window of opportunity that it's still, there's always now and never, never dismiss that. Oh, just cause I have a 17 year old. Meh, right. too little, too late. Well, yeah. Hey, plant them before they go well, there's, out. There's that saying, when's the best time to plant a tree? 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. The second best time is right now. I would think the second best time would have been five years ago. <laughs> or nine. <laughs> Your analogy broke but, down. But, but, but you know what I'm saying, though? It's, it's like, hey, if I want to have a tree, I want to have a full tree, it would have been best yes. if I plant it 10 years yeah. ago because I can enjoy it now. But, like, but it's, never, but yeah, it's yeah. never too late. Yeah. Do it I now. I love that. I love that. That's a great, that's a great one. Jeremy, thank you. Thank you for chiming in. Uh, Okay. Um, Let me get back to my mixing board. (laughs) Okay. Let me, let me, I'll I'll jump in. Um, I think a couple spiritual seeds to plant. One spiritual seed I do think you need to start planting early, but to Jeremy's point, it's never too late, is planting the seed of their identity in Jesus Christ. The, I love that we're just going to talk about the same things. I'm today. sure we are. I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know, what? we. I, so I asked you, should we compare notes or should we just go? Because yeah. maybe if there's repetition, it reaffirms. It, it reaffirms. So that's that's what we we never compare notes. Mm-hmm. We just come in cold. Um, I mean, I think about it. You think about it. But yes. Together, we, we don't actually yeah. then talk about. It. Yes. Um, but here here's why I think 
early planting of the seed of their identity in Christ is so important is when a, when a child really is rooted that their identity is because they're a handcrafted masterpiece, right? Like that's their identity is in Jesus Christ and what he says of them and what he does has, has done for them. It helps them navigate peer pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm not as concerned about your approval because I already have the I approval am. of Jesus, right? Is, is it, it's, is it Galatians or Galatians one ten? Am I now trying to win the approval of God or of men? If I were trying to win the approval of men, I could not be a servant of God, mm-hmm. right? Well, if, if if you know where your identity lies, you're not worried about win- gaining the approval of men. And so peer pressure is easier. Doesn't doesn't mean peer pressure goes away. Totally. It just becomes a little bit easier to navigate. Um, I think it helps manage the pressure to be an academic success or really good at sports or really popular or all these things that we have a tendency to find our identity and our worth and our value in, it minimizes the importance of those things because you realize ultimately my identity isn't in how funny I am or how popular I am or how well I can skateboard or as they get older, what college I go to or what career I have. My identity, who I am, my value as a human being is rooted in the fact that Jesus Christ loved me enough to shed his, give up his life for me. Yeah. Um, so, so that would be one seed I would plant is identity in Christ. And another seed I would plant, and this kind of goes along with it, is the idea that they are a unique, one-of-a-kind, handcrafted masterpiece. There's nobody like them on the planet. And, mm. and, and by design, um, helping them understand in Psalms, it says that you knit me together in my mother's womb. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what that process, you know, the, the heavenly aspect of that process. I know yeah. the biological. <laughs> I don't know the like heavenly aspect <laughs> of the process, but the imagery is unbelievable. I mean, totally. the imagery is of God hand knitting us together mm-hmm. with care and precision, right? I mean, it's just a wonderful the fact that we're all shaped a certain way, wired a certain way, we have certain loves and our personality is different and we have certain skills and spiritual gifts and there's nobody else like you on the planet. And if you were not here, the planet and the kingdom would be missing something that okay. you that you give. The reason we're salt, you know, we're called to be the salt of the earth, right? All of us, because we have something to add flavor and and and, and saltiness to what God's doing in this world. And I would want my kids to know and I want to plant the seeds and water that of an identity in Jesus Christ and that you are unique and and uniquely gifted you're not completely gifted but you're uniquely yes. gifted and the body in the world needs you to use that uniqueness to make a difference I love it that's exactly so I went to Ephesians 2:10, which you basically referenced to about for we are God's masterpiece. He's created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Now this is of course for any parent, but I especially uh, thought about this on my heart with uh, being a mama of three girls because this world is so much about where our identity is and what we look like, how much we weigh, how many friends we have, and just all the things of the world. and it's like, no, you are a masterpiece the way you are. Mm-hmm. 
that maybe you put on makeup, but it's just to accentuate your beauty already. It doesn't have to be because that is making you beautiful. You are a masterpiece because of how God created you. So 100% agree that we just want our kids to have greater confidence in who God made them to be and knowing who they are and whose they are. Mm. Because especially in the world today, there are so many things vying for their attention and their identity. And so that is just key as far as a spiritual seed. Um, the other scripture that stood out is part of it's my life versus Galatians 6, 7 to 9. And it says, For whatever a man sows, this and this only is what he will reap. Let us not get weary or become discouraged in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap if we do not give in. I just think that's just a powerful reminder as far as the reap and sow principle, because I think it's so easy for our kids to just think, well, it's all about me, 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 and being mm. the best and competition and all of that, like you mentioned. But it's like, well, gosh, if that's what you're sowing, then you're only going to reap that as selfishness and greediness and jealousy. But it's like, wow, if we kind of like you talked about in an earlier podcast with the crucial conversations, if if we are teaching them compassion and they are sowing seeds of compassion, they're going to reap that so that one day when they're going through a tough time, they're going to have people that are there by their side giving them compassion. And it's going to be that beautiful reap and sow principle. But I think that reminder to not give up. Because it's not going to be automatic. Just because they're compassionate to, you know, that bully once doesn't mean that bully is now going to be super compassionate. They may come right back and be the bully again next week. But it's like, it's okay. Don't give up because you are doing something different and it will take effect. It just might not be in our timing and there'll be greater rewards down the road. Mm. So I love that. That's good. And and since we bled a couple of those over, it leaves room for, for one more that comes to mind. I think one other really important seed I would want to plant is the need for community. Yes. Um, now kids innately know I want friends. Yeah. Um, but as they get older, there's the, well, what type of friends and mm-hmm. what type of community are you surrounding yourself with? And you're better, you're better equipped to navigate life if you've got a crew, mm-hmm. right? And you've got a few people, some ride or dies who are there with you. And, and by the way, to your point, the only way you sow that I'm sorry, the only way you reap that is if you sow into that. Yep. Um, and are you the kind of friend? Are you there for your friends when the chips are down? Are you there when they're struggling, when they're sad? Because your your time's going to come. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your day's going to come when things are going rough for you. And in those moments, who who's there for you? Totally. And the, you know, no matter how self-sufficient you are, and I, I don't want to go on a soapbox here, but, you know, if there's some aspects of our Western American culture of pull yourself up by your bootstraps and rugged individualism and all that, that I think are really negative. It's the idea that I don't need anybody. I can do, I'm, 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 I'm a tough guy. I'm good on my own. I, I'm, I can, I can handle this. Well, that's just most of the time. That's just not true. And I would want to plant seeds of building into people and allowing people to build into you and having tight friendships that you can trust and that can trust you. Um, and I think oftentimes we don't really, really understand what that looks like until we're a little bit older. Mm-hmm. I want to plant those seeds a little bit younger, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's definitely an important conversation. And it's something um, we actually talked about, ironically, it was Kurt and I talked about in a four-part series of two-minute tips called How to Help Your Children See Themselves Through God's Eyes. Because mm. I think that is that reminder that this isn't just one time you tell them they're God's masterpiece yep. and you're done. It's like it's an ongoing conversation of how do you really help your child yep. see themselves through God's eyes? So if they're new to the podcast, they can go to saddlebackparents.com yes. and we have a section. There's all kinds of stuff at saddlebackparents.com. If you've never gone, you should. 
Um, but we have a whole category called two minute, two minute tips. tips. How many two minute tips are there? A couple There's hundred a, now? More than a hundred. More than a hundred. I'm sure by the time they tune in. Yeah. <laughs> and w- you and I did four on yes. how to how to help your kids see themselves through God's eyes. Through God's eyes. Yeah. And that would kind of expound on this yeah. a, a little bit. Awesome. Well, parents, thank you for listening. We love doing these. We hope they're helping you in yes. your efforts to raise interdependent, lifelong followers of Jesus who want to make a kingdom difference. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Tell a friend. Maybe there's a parent you know who could benefit from some real practical hands-on tips. And we'll see you next week.